and we're back again. I already want to laugh. <laughs> back again. I know it's been a while since we talked hockey. And of course, we picked a glorious day <laughs> to make you come back with our. Um, I had the Jeffrey. Uh, Je- I know this is audio and you couldn't see Jeff's face there, but Jeff's face when he just started this was maybe laugh a lot. Yeah, our annual trade deadline special um yes it's it is back even though we haven't podcasted since the summer because you know why do we want to talk about pain and misery every week with the flyers and we but and it's a trade for being completely special, honest so. we haven't really been paying attention that much anyway so no and that's saying something but no yeah. um and Undertaker's is more fun to talk about because we have Brian it here, is because so. it's not yeah, exactly with brian to lift our spirit so, yes, yeah exactly um but yeah no so this has been one of the most ridiculous trade deadlines in forever. Like, so there was a record of what was it, 43 trades in the past 14 days before today. 43. Yeah. The average was like 18 to 22 the last couple of years. That's absurd. The amount of trades that happened is. is ridiculous. So I don't even know where to really start because. All right, so the first big trade that happened leading up to this was January 30th between the Islanders and the Canucks. The Canucks traded Bo Horvat, retaining 25%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, not even the last 14 days. I'm just talk, talking about trades happening, like, within the last, you know, big trades leading up to the deadline. Gotcha. Horvat's the Islanders for Bavillier, Atsuratu, and 2023 first conditional is top 12 pick, top 10 12. Sorry, top 12 protected. Uh, that was a big one there. A couple of days. Yeah. Actually, to, uh, to get yeah. the numbers right, because I just saw this tweeted by Cap Friendly. Uh, in the past 15 days, there's been 62. The previous 10 years, the average was 40. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, what in the world is that? That's that's nuts. Um, about a week or so later, of course, you had Vladimir Tarasenko, Nico Mikola for Sammy Blaze, Hunter Skinner, 2023 thir- uh, first and 2020. Or fourth, uh, both of those conditionals. Sarasenko and Mikola obviously get into the Rangers with the Blues acquiring the other package. Um, then you had a week later, Ryan O'Reilly go from the Blues to the Leafs. Uh, the Wild were the third team involved, retaining half of South and get a 2025 fourth round pick. The Blues get Adam Gaudet, Mikhail Abramov, 2023 first, a third, and 2024 second. While, of course, the Leafs get the prize in Ryan O'Reilly. They also get no, so you get O'Reilly and Josh Pillar technically from Minnesota. And then Noel Achari from St. Louis. I actually like that deal a lot for the Leafs. They got a lot more grit from for their team that they desperately need. So I think that's a really good overall mm-hmm. um, deal for them. So no, I think that was one of the big ones there. Uh, the next big trade really that happened was... Um, at least I like to think this is a decent sized trade. It was uh, the Dimitri Olaf or Orlov trade from Washington to Boston. Yeah, that, However, that big one. of course, Minnesota again being the third party involved, retaining half salary. They also get a 2023 fifth round pick uh, from Boston. Washington gets a 2023 first, a 2024 third, and 2025 second, along with Craig Smith and a 3.1 mil cap hit that comes with Smith's contract and Andre. But Lukov, um, his signing rates, of course, from Minnesota, um, where Boston gets Andre Svetlakov, um, who then, uh, I guess, some way, somehow, oh, they got Svetlakov from Washington and Garrett Hathaway, um, hence where they got uh, Craig Smith from. And then Dmitry Orlov, of course, 50% retained, so he's only a 1.275 mil cap hit for the Bruins. Honestly, that's a really good deal for Boston. Um, yeah, I like that one there. Um, this was an interesting one. Vitaly Kravtsov for uh, the Rangers going to the Canucks for William Lockwood at 2026-7th. That one, it was a big deal because Kravtsov was what, like a former 10th overall pick or something like that um, Maybe. Uh, several, several years ago. So he has a lot of talent, just never been able to find his game in New York, so he's in uh, Vancouver now. Of course, um, we that's happened on 25th when 
all of these trades start happening. You need a need a rider go to Winnipeg from Nashville for a 2024 second round pick. Honestly, I like the deal for Winnipeg a lot. Um, you get a good player in Niederreiter. I've always been a big fan of his and what he brings to the table. Yeah, he's pretty underrated. Exactly. Um, later that day, you had Dennis Garyanov going from the Stars to the Canadians for if you get a Davidinov with 50% retained. Um uh, this was an interesting one because apparently, according to Elliot Friedman's 32 thoughts, one of the teams or one of the players that the Flyers had a, a initially tried to acquire for James and Reams' sake, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, was Dennis Karyanov. And here we are. Um, he got traded to the Habs instead of the Flyers. So, yeah. Um, Zach Dean got traded to the St. Louis Blues in exchange for Ivan Barbashev, who goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so that I hate to see Barbashev get traded. Um, I think he's another player that's very underrated. He's uh, a part of that 2019 Blues um, trade. I'm uh, sorry, uh, Stanley Cup um, winning team. And let's see here. Um, leading up to that, had another trade, and later that day, um, you had Timo Meyer get traded from San Jose to New Jersey for Scott Harrington. So, sorry, um, Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, Zachary Emmon, Centauri Hitaka, Timo Ibrahimov, uh, in 2024, fifth to New Jersey. Um, Meyer's um, contract retained at 50% for Andres Janssen, Fabian Zetterlund, Nikita. Oh my gosh, I'm going to botch these names so bad. Nikita uh, Akhatsiak and Shakir uh, Mukahamadulin. Man, what a name that is. I would love to see that spread on an NHL jersey. Um, the Devils then, uh, later that day, put Harrington on waivers, who got claimed, I think, by Anaheim. Um, the Sharks also got a 2023 first round pick conditional and a 2024 second round pick, also conditional, and a 2024 seventh round pick. Um, the conditions, if the pick is top two selection, New Jersey will transfer the 2023rd pick. Oh, I'm sorry. will instead transfer their own 2024th first round pick. And New Jersey makes 20, the Eastern Conference Finals this which year, and, which is going to happen. And make, which is uh, not going to happen. I'm sorry. You said not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be a very tough playoff matchup for them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and Meyer plays in 50% of the games or New Jersey makes it 2024 Eastern Conference Final, the pick becomes New Jersey's 2024 first. Um, yeah. And then if there's so many conditions on that, here's the next big one, which is unbelievable. Canner Jeanneau, who only has the $800,000 cap hit, got traded from Nashville to Tampa Bay for a 2025 first round pick, which is top 10 protected. Cal Foot, a 2023 Third, fourth, fifth, and 2024 second. So, one player who really this is his second NHL season. He had 24 goals last year, but this year he's having a horrible year. Um, he got traded for almost an entire draft class and a top six defensive prospect. That's some good work out of um, David Poyle, who also announced earlier that day that he's retiring in effective June. No, I think July 1st. I can't remember the timeline. I keep getting mixed, uh, mixed up. June or July, um, Barry Trotz, they're all, they're, you know, former head coach. Um, he's actually taking their place or his place and will be the next GM, which is crazy because Trotz will be only the second GM in Nashville Predators history, which is wild. Um, I'm going to skip the. Flyers prize trade because I'll talk about it again a little bit. No, it's um, like it happened like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, the very next day on the 27th. Uh, Are these all the, the big, big trades you're mentioning or just all the trades that have happened? Um, essentially, a lot of these are either big trades or trade. So like the ones I'm announcing now are like the bigger trades. Oh, okay. Um, what, this one happened the next day. Jake McCabe. 50% retained Sam Lafferty for a 2024 fifth and 2025 fifth to Toronto for Joey Anderson, uh, Uvul Gogolev 2025 first, and which is a top 10 protected pick from Toronto and 2026 second. Um, 
And then you had you had some very interesting trades all over the place. Then leading up, what was it just the other day? Matisse Ekholm, which is a big deal, just four percent retained, which I don't get. Um, to Edmonton and twenty twenty four six round pick in exchange for Reed Schaefer, who was Edmonton's pick last year, a twenty twenty three in the first round, twenty twenty three first. Tyson Berry in twenty twenty four fourth. Um, you had the Patrick Kane deal to. Um, New York from Chicago slash Arizona. And Chicago didn't really get much back. They got Andy Wilinski, 2023 second, 2025 fourth, and Sarah, Sarah Harvey from Arizona, who got a 2025 conditional third for being the third team in. Uh, you had the Jonathan Quick deal. Um, Detroit made a trade with um, Vancouver and everything. And then you had the Jacob Checker deal. This is going to be one of the last ones I'm mentioning. Pickering to Ottawa for a 2023 first conditional, 2024 second conditional, 2026 uh, second round pick. So a lot of crazy trades going on. And then you have the Flyers who did essentially nothing. Um, you had with Nashville, they got future considerations for Isaac Rackley, pretty much a former second round pick. And um, you would think you would have more value than even a seventh round pick. You, you can't, you can't give. Even a, a second, a seventh round pick for a guy you took in 2016 second round. Not anyone 2016 draft anything. Philadelphia. Dude, that was one of the most horrendous trades I've ever or um, draft classes I've ever seen from uh, Ron Hextall. And Philadelphia sports. Yeah, yeah, another great. Draft it's here. awful. Yeah, for all of them. Yeah. Um, were you surprised to see Tyler Bertuzzi get moved from Detroit to Boston? A little, because I'm confused of what Detroit's trying to do. I honestly that, am too. Some moves makes it seem like they kind of want to go for it. Other times, it feels like they're also at the same time trying to not. Even though I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, even though they're right on the bubble. Uh, they're right. So they're right there. The problem is they lost some very key games recently to Ottawa. I want to say, obviously before the deadline, before yeah, they got checker and everything, and. What these trades are telling me, because they got rid of Philip Ronick to Vancouver, but they got a first and a second for him. That's a haul. Like, I like Philip Ronick, but if you can get almost as much as Ottawa did, I'm sorry, um, Arizona did just by giving up Jacob Chikrin, no offense to um, uh, Ronick, but he's not nearly on the same level as Jacob Chikrin, and he's worth not nearly as much, but according to this trade, he's it's only takes an additional second round pick to go from Ronick to Chikrin, which I highly doubt is a thing. So yeah, here we go. Because it, looking at the standings right now, so mm-hmm. in the East, the last wildcard spot is the Islanders with seventy points. Then there's a big tie between, with one, two, three, four teams with Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, and Washington all having six, wow. six teams. But I think Washington's about to fall off because it seems like they were kind of selling off pieces. Um, and then right behind them at 65 points is Detroit with a 28, 24, and 9 record. And then that's where it stops. Yeah, because right after them is the Flyers. And then Montreal and then Columbus. So in the so, wild card, so like the closest team to the so here's my prediction. I think the Islanders, they are going to miss the playoffs. And they gave up the top it's a top 12 protected pick in the uh, I, think deal. I think they get in. I don't trust any of the other teams. The only team I can think of maybe is Florida. I don't trust Buffalo, Ottawa, or Detroit. Honestly, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think Ottawa is going to sneak in and get that last wild card spot. Maybe. They're on a bit of a hot, hot streak. 7-2-0. and on They the last are 10, the one four in a row. Winning streak, yep. So maybe. Oh, so I think I think they're going to sneak that sneak in the last plus five. Um, so we'll see what happens though. But I'm I'm excited for but there this is a, second. There half. is also a four point difference set. There, there is. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it definitely is a big stretch. But you know, if it's depending on how Buffalo and Dallas playing, even the Penguins, we'll see. But like you said. Uh, Washington, they're falling apart. They did get rid of some pieces. So, yeah, they, tra- um, they traded two big us. pieces that could have helped them to Boston, which makes me think they're. Yeah, because they got rid they know, of. They think um, they, even Orlov. though they're like four points out, they realized they may not be making the playoffs. So yeah, they got rid of Orlov and then they traded Lars Eller to 
uh, Colorado. They got 2025 second round pick in return. So that tells me, like you said, that they're they the, they did a better job selling, and they they're not even in a selling position compared to the Flyers. That's the no, but they part. they're pretty much unlike our GM. Um, what they're realizing, I guess, is looking down the road. Their time is coming because their players are getting older, and it's like, hey, let's get value for these guys now, and on top of that, give them one more shot at winning a cup. So yeah, again, competent GM. So yeah, I don't think yeah. I think I know he could probably be the the NHL version of Tom Brady and Ovechkin, but I don't think he's going to win another uh, Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, he's not. His, he's in his mid to late thirties right now. Yeah, and if Washington lost in the first round to Florida last year, they're not making it this year. Which no. makes you think they're just going to keep falling back and back until they kind of. Yeah, I think Washington. I think they also traded away both seeing, their goalies they had last yeah. year at the beginning of the season. So um, I think we're seeing the last of Washington's core making a legitimate run at the cup, yeah. um, let alone just even making the playoffs. Um, which but at the same sucks, that, but, the NHL is weird because I never would have thought New Jersey would be as good as they are right now. So. Yeah, here, here we are. Or on any of the that teams in that at, team in Meyer, the, so that's a hope. Yeah, Seattle's third in the Pacific, so you know. Yeah, see, and they recently Winnipeg, got back I, another team I thought was going to be selling off soon is right there in the mix. Yeah, well, so what was weird is Winnipeg. I thought they were like, and the sayings I think probably recently just changed, but I thought they were like right there, like at one point. Yeah, they're, the, they're, they're at the second wildcard spot right now. If, yeah. the play, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in. They'd be yeah. playing Dallas. I would say in the West, the cutoff That's another weird one. Ends. I didn't expect Dallas to be doing this well either. But yeah, same, yeah. On side, same thing with Seattle and LA. I think um, Colorado's, I was, Colorado's starting to play a little better, but I think they have a bit of a um, Stanley Cup uh, hangover. Yeah, for sure. Plus, and they haven't injuries. had Landis Gog yeah. like all year. Yeah. Um, for Colorado, they got some pieces, um, including Lars Eller, like I mentioned, and they also I thought made another trade or like within the last two weeks or so. I can't remember. I'll have, I'll have to look, but um, oh, okay, that's right. They got Jack Johnson back. <laughs> that was yeah. an interesting one. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's been. In a wild time, but um, it has been. I would say in the West, the cutoff is Calgary because obviously Nashville is where they're at. They are clearly selling, considering the fact how many pieces they yeah, sold. For, that, yeah, it's definitely there. So even though they're right there in the wild card race, which is hard to believe for the Predators, I mean, wow, like that's. But even that's Nashville just turned away um, Ekholm, so that yeah, and, and so that's they're, a very they, clear they're on the same path of thought as the capitals are so really yes. i think it's just calgary yes exactly so i would say like the so they the good news is for calgary like they have nobody chasing them so it's really comes down to did they admit, make any so, pick moves who calgary yeah um they got nick ritchie and troy stetcher for bright ritchie ironically nick ritchie's brother and connor mckay so uh, you get a solid defenseman in ritchie's so, in, in sorry um Troy Setcher and a decent depth forward in Nick Ritchie. They got Dryden Hunt from the Leafs for Radim Zahorna. Um, I've heard of Hunt. I can't recall much about him. Um, unfortunately, I don't know much of, you know, about no, no. him, but um, just Those all I know from him. That's the only he's, he's they've made. Guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, but at no, the same so, time, that's really, that's very strange. They made no moves. I yeah, those, they're. I, they're, they're if you, their of, last trade they made was getting rid of Monahan in August. Yeah, so that, that's an interesting one. But um, yeah, so I, I'd say hey, I forgot they no. have Huberto. Yes. Yeah, that's the. That, that's oh. how little I've been paying attention to the NHL yeah. this year. So love it, but uh, yeah. So I, the Pacific is going to be Vegas, LA, and Seattle. Probably those three just. Moving back and forth, um, Edmonton and Seattle might be the only ones that kind of switch places. I I think, and then you have Winnipeg and Calgary bringing it up the rear in the kind of wild card spots. Well, like fighting for that last wild card spot, even though Calgary has a nice 
or sorry, yeah, Winnipeg has a nice five point cushion on them. Um, we'll see. Uh, the row is um, up by eight against Calgary, so that helps as well for the potential tiebreaker. Um, all right, so that's essentially all the major deals on the trade deadline. Now we got to talk you about mentioned Patrick Kane and quick moves, right? Yes. Also, uh, quick, I did not really touch on. I can talk about that role. Yes, he's on Vegas um, now. Since, yes. Uh, before, that's it a good point. before it was not because he was going to Columbus, who wasn't a good Yeah, team, so the, that, trade, that trade was still a big deal because quick has a 5.8 mil cap hit. He got traded to Columbus along with a 2023 first round pick conditional, where if the Kings did not qualify for the playoffs, the Blue Jackets will instead receive a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick, both from L.A., Obviously, LA is in pretty good spots. So I think that won't happen. Um, but in all reality, though, I mean, I, I, it, it, it's it's a win-win for Columbus. If they made the playoffs, then they, you know, even make the playoffs, then that you uh, get a twenty twenty-three first in one of the best draft classes in eight years. And if you don't, then you get a second round pick in one of the best draft classes in a while, and then. And then a second round pick for free next year. So either way, it's a win-win for me. Um, and then Kings get Corpusala and Vazov Gavikov, who's been uh, rumored to be moved for a while. Then the Blue Jackets flipped Jonathan Quick over to Vegas. That happened. Um, let's see here. There's been so many trades to filter through. It's hard to keep track. Uh, here we go. Um, yesterday for Michael Hutchinson and 2025 seventh round pick with quick salary, it's 50% routine. So I that. did not know that Michael Hutchinson was still playing. Y- you would, uh, that's a good, oh, that's because he's could... playing in the AHL. Ah, uh, yeah, there why. you go. Also, Max Domi is on like his sixth NHL team at this point. He got traded from Chicago to Dallas. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Derek Broussard saying, "Call me when you get the uh, seven, because he's yes. on ten. <sighs> Congratulations to Derek Broussard, by the way. He did play in his one thousandth NHL game. The uh, I think it was last night. He had two goals as well in the Senators' five three victory over the Rangers last night. Also, oh, our yeah. old good, old uh, buddy Shinkasa Spare got sent to." the Carolina Hurricanes for a third yeah. round pick, which was yeah. a great deal for both teams. Arizona gets another draft pick, which they are swimming in draft pick. It's ridiculous. Ready for this? I'm not. Um, okay, between, no. oof, they have four third round picks this year alone. They have they've two first, a second, four what? thirds, a fourth, two fifths, two sixths, and two sevenths. Next year, they have a first, four seconds, three thirds, and two fourths, a fifth, six, and two sevens. 2025, a first, four seconds again, two thirds, a fourth, fifth, six, and seven. So they have a lot of draft picks next year. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one thing to get, that's how you properly do rebuild, however, trading wise. However, you got it. That's where you got to know your scouts. You got to make sure the scouts are doing their job and you got to hit on those picks. Because it's one thing to get all those picks, it's another to hit on those picks. And that's what I cannot stress enough with these teams over the years, is they do stuff like this where they make all those trades, but they don't hit on those picks. And obviously, it's, it's going to be hard to kind of predict that, but yeah. It is. That's why I'm not putting out. I know everyone thinks this draft class is the best in a while or whatever, but I'm, I can't say that until they actually touch the NHL. That's, that's fair. great. You're playing great in juniors, but the professional game is not the same. Yeah, no, and, and that's completely fair. That, Ask that it to been. any of the past, like, go four first overall picks. Yeah. Well, again, and it's also why a guy and like a lot Owen of those Power, guys, people thought they were going to be great too. So, and some yeah. of them have yet to really blossom yet. Um, Jack Hughes is finally kind of becoming that number one overall player, like most people thought he would. Alexei Lafreniere, he points wise not as much. However, he's been a very strong two-way player for the Rangers. Yes, but everyone thought he was going to be this next great thing too, though. Yeah, which which I so get again. You get you, again. That's why, especially since 
mainly because Philadelphia sports it's maybe yeah. kind of cynical on drafts and yeah until no, that's fair. here that's a very good point so yeah um all right the flyers they made so, over the last week alone because today is the third three trades i'm sorry not even the last week, the last one, two, three, four. Last five days, they've made three trades. Chuck Fletcher, in his post, uh, in his uh, press conference earlier after the trade deadline, said he's been talking to the teams for three weeks, and yet he's only made three trades. There you go. Uh, the first one, Isaac Ratcliffe to the National Predators for future considerations. Done. Nothing. nothing. All right. His next one wasn't until uh, announced until earlier today, I think before, I think it was like around like 10, 30, 11 or so. Zach McEwen to the Kings for a 2024 fifth round pick, which was the original deal, according to Chuck Fletcher. And then Rob Blake mentioned to him over the phone that he had to find a way to move Brendan Lemieux's contract. So what does Chuck Fletcher do? Oh, why don't I just take that contract off your hands? Not that it's a bad contract. It's a 1.35 mil cap. It that's not bad. He's a UFA. It's and he's a UFA. It's the player that I have the issue with. I would have been perfectly okay with um, McEwen for a fifth and said, "All right, cool, that's it." You know, obviously Rob Blake yeah. had to move Lemieux's contract at some point. He was smart enough to stay on the phone long enough for Fletcher to say, "Why don't I just take the contract for you? No, you know, nothing else free of charge." That's where teams can fleece Philadelphia still as long as Chuck Fletcher is GM. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't have an issue with the size of the contract, and let alone that it's even if it's a bigger contract, it, he's a UFA. He's he does not deserve to even be on this team. I don't team. care enough for a month and a half. I'll, I'll just tw- say twenty right games. Now, I don't care enough for a month and a half. Tw- twenty games. Yeah, but I don't. My enough. worry is if the flyer is if Fletcher tries to re-sign him. He's not worth. He, he's the kind of player, just like D'Angelo, you don't want on your team. He's a locker room cancer. Oh, oh so he's good friends with D'Angelo. So that, that should tell you what you need to know about the guy. Um, he takes a lot of stupid penalties, like his dad, um, Claude Lemieux, who played in the 90s, the vicious and, you know, and the Chuck Fletcher. Very controversial, uh, Claude Lemieux, um, back in the 90s. Um, he plays just like his dad, very dirty. And if you don't remember much about, um, yeah, kind of like the Chucks, little, kinda like the Chucks a little bit. They kind of took a little bit of that edge from their dad. You know, yeah, just take a yeah. little bit of foot. You know. Except, except the Chucks are more likable than not than Brady. Not Brady to me. Yeah, well, uh, it's funny you mentioned Brady Kachuk because um, this this one Brendan Lemieux um, just within the last year or two in a game against yeah, the no, Senators, he, yeah, he, he did, he, he did. Get, bit, of all yeah, things, he, he bit Brady Kachuk yeah, on he, the hand. It went viral with Brady Kachuk mm-hmm. freaking out and showing. You can see. Teeth marks on on his hand. Who bites a player? Like, come on, that's that's just pathetic. It, it's it's low. It's just Mike Tyson. What are you doing? Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a it. good one. That's all I got. I love it. Uh, and actually, uh, I guess also Alexander Burroughs from the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals. So because apparently he had bit um, some. I can also uh, see. It, it, I can also player. see Martian doing it since he looked a player. Yes. Yeah, and he's he's pretty uh, notorious for stupid crap like that. So yes. yeah, and again, I, I don't I don't care enough for a team that's not going anywhere. And if he's just if it if it that is true that he just did it just to take them off their hands, I doubt he's really going to wow the Flyers enough to get another contract from them. There's no chance. All, all he's going to prove is he's a scumbag of a player. And if anything, yeah, worst case, worst case, he's he's going to get a lot of penalties and he's going to cost the Flyers, or he'll just games, ride in the press so. box. Big deal. That's that's and apparently he's been scratched for over 20 games this year. So, so yeah, that's that's no big deal. Yeah. So um, all right. Well, either way, it's still look. It's just a bad look for the organization. He's not the kind of player you want in the team. Oh well. So anyway, so that was that one, and then Patrick Brent for a sixth round pick. Yeah, yeah, depth. Yes, I was interrupted by my dog. A depth trade for. uh, Yeah, it's very depth trade. I don't. I actually did predict that Patrick Brown would have been moved because I'm trying to think of random players who get moved. Patrick Brown. Did you you also predict that he'd be the only real player moved? Not that McEwen is, 
as did you also mention he was going to be the only player that was going to be moved? Really? No. Yeah, my, my original prediction, I had responded to somebody uh, to the Liberty Yell um, about two and a half weeks ago or so. I said my prediction was JVR, Braun, Nick Sealer, because somehow the Flyers would get their round pick because teams do get this around this time of year. Hence how, hence how the Wild traded a third round pick to uh, Anaheim last year, you know, uh, for Nick Delorier. And one, a random one here, uh, Patrick Brown, which I was one for four. I say I was one for four because, yes, you heard me right. Justin Braun and JBR did not get traded. No. They had a deal in place with the Detroit Red Wings that apparently kind of. all fell through. Kind of. It was, it was in theory, but people were going at it as it was confirmed. Kind of. Right. Either way, though, it sounds like it was more so on Detroit then because Steve Eisman cannot because they had to move a contract in order to make room for JBR. Now, the problem I have with all this is Chuck apparently, again, has been calling for weeks. And no, he didn't even receive a call offer on JBR until 1.40 p.m. I believe that. That's the thing where, say again? I said I believe that. That not that I believe, but that's where it's like I, I have a feeling that he would find the waiting game. Like you don't wait around for something like this. You keep pestering the crap out of people. Yeah, he may. Have, say, hey. But at the same time, you have to take, especially after the Johnny Gaudreau shit that happened over the offseason, where it seemed like the Flyers were so into conversations with Johnny Gaudreau, but then it came out not really. Yeah, you can't really take what Chuck Fletcher and those rumors too seriously that's kind of what i took yeah. out of that so going to these trade deadline the trade deadline all the rumors are coming up about braun or jvr or sealer even um i was just kind of okay but yeah but like he, he kept texting and it was like i'll believe it when i see it which I believe it when it happens yeah, here we are yeah so because yeah, it's, JVR it's also flyer, it, so. a lot of it is on chuck fletcher and at this point he does does deserve to be fired. 95% of the blame is on Chuck Fletcher. The other 5%, not really in Fletcher's um, fault, kind of, but Braun and JVR also haven't been playing great. Braun played great last year. That's why we were able to steal a third-round pick from the Rangers, but even in that playoff front, he was getting healthy scratched, and even this year, that's kind of um, come into this year as well. He's been playing third line, third pair a lot, but and also uh, he has been a uh, uh, a healthy scratch a bunch this year. Yeah, uh, so that's not going to bode well um, trade value wise. And for JVR, and I did just look this up since January, he has eight points. It's March. It's 3rd. March. Four goals, Thanks. four assists. Thanks. And so, I'll just put this hypothetical situation out. If not saying Flyers or Chuck Fletcher, I'm going to ask you this hypothetical question, Jeffrey. So yes. if you were a uh, a team on the cusp and you needed a depth score like JVR uh, or that type of uh, player, and even though he's a veteran, he know what he can provide when he's on his game, but he's on a complete cold streak. What are, if anything, are you going to, be willing to give up for a guy who's put up eight points since January. I would give up almost bare nothing. minimum. So one, I would have the Flyers retain fifty percent bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So that way he takes his contract from what is it seven seven mil down to three point five. And two, I would have the Flyers probably throw in an additional seven. And then you give up a fifth at worst case scenario. Yeah, even that seems too much for me. Right. Again, even that seems too much. I know. And JVR, and I even texted you this the other day, is probably the most streaky NHL player I've ever seen. The only player in sports I think is more streaky is Reese Hoskins. Um, Yeah. He's he's the JVR of baseball. (laughs) Yes. And... This year, he's just not having a good year either. Yeah, which doesn't well, he help his was, trade value. I think, but then he, I, I'm then yeah, I'm probably mixing up my years. I think he was having a good year, and then he got hurt and was out for a while, which sounds about right because that that tracks for him. That's yeah, that's the other thing. He is injury yeah. prone, but in 41 um, games this year, Jeff, he has 23 points, nine goals, 14 assists. Ouch! 
he can quietly put up 20 goals, but if you're a team, especially when you're going into the deadline, into the teat of uh, uh, the last part of the season, everything, when it gets to the playoffs, you want to make sure that guy is actually um, producing or whatever. You actually want to make sure that he's, you know, high and can contribute to your team. Not at the hope that he can do what he normally normally can do, and JVR is a player that he needs to be on a certain line, and he's not going to drive a line. He needs other players to do it for him. Um, which unfortunately he's not really having in Philadelphia either, because a lot of his linemates just aren't great or young. Um, so yeah, it's just not great there with. No, also the best to, to have a down year for JBR. Also, um, that's crazy. why I gave five percent of the blame to Chuck Fletcher or to them, but most of the blame goes to go to Fletcher because you should still be able to be able to trade him away somehow. If you can get a fifth round pick for McEwen, you have to be able to get something. And this is also why I kind of doubted Chuck Fletcher too, because I even though you did get a first and you did get Owen Tippett, who is doing well for. Or has been doing well for the Flyers. Um, it wasn't the best trade or the best trade you could have gotten for Claude Drew, who arguably is was one of, if not the best of your flyer to play in the last 20 years. Yeah. The only one you could again one remotely... one of, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, now yeah. Um, you know it's also crazy. JVR, um, he played out, he, he would have played out his entire five year, $7 million AAV contract. So $42 million contract with the players at Hextall had signed into when he re signed here in Philly. Right before he um, back in 2018. Yeah. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at, yeah this it, point, it, at this point, at this point, point it's he laughable. has to be. F- he has to be fired. It, 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 it's so laughable how bad. Like everyone was calling for it last year too because it felt like they were failing on the Drew trade and there was some blame on Claude Drew because he had the no move. So he and, kind and of called was, Chuck he, Fletcher's he arm there. Uh, no, he definitely did kind of like what Patrick Keane did. He's like, I'm only going to get traded one team, one team only for Patrick Keane, New York Rangers for Drew last year, the Florida Panthers. Um, who knows why he wanted to go to Florida? I mean, don't get me wrong. He did well there. Yeah, and Florida the was round, a hot team at the time, and it seemed like got, they may be that surprise team that could do exactly, it. Exactly, but I mean, and then they ran into Tampa, but um, if he went to Colorado, I, I get why he didn't want to go there, because I mean, you want to be more how, vital how, to exactly, the doing it. Exactly, I don't blame him, and look how vital he was to Florida, so I don't blame him there. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, and what he's trying to do with Ottawa. Yeah, and which he is doing with Ottawa. He's over a point a game, if not mm-hmm. just about. So um, he's at 62 points right now, which is crazy. So um, Chuck, I don't think because Chuck's trying to act like he's trying to get guys with value or trying to get much yeah, value he kept from bringing, his guys. I, possible I, I watched the press anything. conference. He kept bringing up trying to get value. And I made sure not to be tortured that much. So I decided not to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just want to see how. Horrible his um, answers were, which also I want to get to one question that rattled Chuck Chuck Fletcher so much, and it was amazing. Um, Charlie O'Connor, who writes for the Athletic, covers Flyers. Of course, we talk about him a lot on here just because he's a very reliable member of the media. Who is one of the more professional people you can meet. Um, he had asked. He basically said to Chuck. These moves can be made in the summer slash next year. The team has struggled for years. Obviously, you're trying to stay in your position. Is there a concern that this shows you aren't able to do the rebuild you wanted to do? And Fletcher was so rattled by this question. Um, I can't really recall what all he said. I, I did send you the link so you can watch it for fun you know, after this. But um, about you know why fans should have confidence in Fletcher to lead the rebuild, that Five minutes after the question was asked and very poorly answered, Fletcher went back to the question and tried to answer it again. And again, answered it extremely poor, poorly. And it was amazing. 
Yeah. How the only thing I'll defend Chuck Fletcher there is really only the guys you could trade. I felt you could have moved at the deadline were guys on a contracts or a sealer who has one more year left. But and I get it. Like but you want you weren't to. Gonna, a lot of those moves weren't going to be made. And that's where I'll defend Chuck a little bit or yeah. there is that some of those moves will absolutely not be made until the summer. A Perovarov yeah. move, a TK move. Perovarov, like TK, Hayes. Yeah. Nothing, none of that, unless you're getting or Atkinson, a monster even, deal. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's the only one who is on an expiring contract. JVR, $7 million contract. Again, easy. Eat half. And Brown, get another uh, Patrick Brown was too. Patrick Brown was an expiring contract. That wasn't much. Um, and then you brought in Brendan Lemieux, who's 1.3 mil contract, but whatever. Um, Justin Brown, he's literally a million dollar cap hit. That's it. So I'm very surprised no one trade for him because he even said, he's like, I would like to get traded to a playoff contending team. Honestly, you do what I think that's one of your first moves that you make to like help fulfill a player's request like that. Now, there probably isn't much of a, you know, because I know he hasn't had a good year, but like, you got to get try to get something right. You got a third round pick from him last year. Just get a fifth. You don't even you have to ask for a third yeah, again. That would have been amazing if you could get a fifth. But the only yeah, one get, who could have maybe done that is maybe like Ron Hexel or Steve Gosserman, just because they're good at trades. Sure, you're right. Because I don't think anyone was going to give up more than maybe a seventh for a Braun. Even for then, a guy seventh? who the only value you would have said for him is he's a got a third pair defenseman that brings veteran leadership who has playoff experience. But that's it. Because after that, you can say, well, how well has he been doing for you this year? And you can look at what he's done and not much. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it, it just wasn't that the best season for those guys to have down years. No, it wasn't, but it's just, and maybe I can getting hurt too. Hasn't didn't help either. Cause maybe somebody no. could have maybe, it would have been surprising, but maybe somebody could have said, hey, how much would it be to give up TK? Right, exactly. Go back to uh, the Red Wings, too, mm-hmm. um, and going back to JVR, because there was something that uh, Kurt from Broadstreet Hockey tweeted when the tr- when their thought that the trade happened. Um, and he thought it was kind of surprising that they would do it because... Um, they're a playoff bubble team, and I thought I guess there was maybe he'd be. They thought that they could re- extend him mm-hmm. to Detroit because it didn't make sense for them who may not even make the playoffs this year to go for a guy like JVR. What was and interesting about Detroit? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, that was it. I was just, yeah. That that was just the thing that was that I saw, right. and, and that's definitely what a lot of people had been bringing up too. Is like, why are you going for a guy like JVR now? So if you're looking at CBI, and then they went for Sunquist, yeah. So oh no, they traded him. So ever since they they traded Bertuzzi, I'm sorry, they traded Velp Ronick to Vancouver, who's a four point four mil cap in 2023 fourth to Vancouver for the Islanders conditional 2023 first and a 2023 second round pick, which belongs to the Canucks. That's some amazing work from Irishman. I like Phil Bronick a lot. He's Detroit's second best defenseman behind Moritz Sider. But if you get that much for um, Bronick, you do that. And he did that. So that was one. And and what you saw at this deadline, like, well, of course, they have to, is just like with his Bronick deal, is you saw a lot of guys get traded. That's like, I didn't realize he was available. Yeah, right. Um. So, so that was one of those guys I didn't realize he was available. Yeah, there was a, a lot player. of big veteran names and Quick and Kane, and yeah. it was weird because I'd never seen so many third team trades. Yeah, it's usually something you see in like in the NBA or something like that. You never really right. see that. You see it here and there in the NHL, but you don't really see it that but often. It, especially the same a bunch. day, let alone by the same teams, Arizona and uh, Minnesota were both like the favorites in doing that a couple times. Um, yeah, so you definitely don't see a lot, but no. So once that Ronick trade happened, then the next day you had Tyler Bertuzzi get traded to Boston, fifty percent retained. Uh, it's a top to- top ten protected twenty twenty four first round pick, which I get it, but I don't because Boston's not going to miss the playoffs, let alone be that bad next year. You never know, though. Hockey's weird. Uh, and then twenty twenty five fourth round pick. I mean, that's a pretty good deal for Bertuzzi, who's on an expiring contract as well. Um, so once Bertuzzi got traded, you kind of have a feeling it's like, okay, 
Detroit's kind of in sell mode. But then, like you said, going back to your uh, to then why would you go after like a JV? Right, exactly. So that's why it kind of didn't. And that's the only thing I can think of is if Detroit felt like they could have flipped JVR themselves. Yeah, but then they would have had to do that in like five minutes, essentially. Well, so like depending, so if I had a guess, they were probably the ones who did a call the Flyers at one forty because they were one of the last teams to inquire about JVR. Yeah. So, and usually, you know, Stevie White, he can make something happen very quick, but obviously it didn't happen. It wasn't meant to be, whatever. Um, he did, however, uh, today, earlier this morning, trade Jacob Verana to St. Louis, 50% retained, 50% retained, say his 2.6 mil cap to St. Louis for Dylan McLaughlin and 2025 seventh round pick. To me, again, um, it's a, it's an easy gamble for St. Louis to get this. Uh, you get a young player in Verana who, Unfortunately, has dealt with a lot of, um, you know, things injuries. off the ice, yeah. injuries on the ice, personal issues off the ice, and obviously yeah. wishing the best of luck. Um, so we'll see what happens with Verona in St. Louis. I'm hoping that he can prove himself there because I thought that Verona in Detroit would have been amazing with the players like Raymond and Bertuzzi at the time and Larkin and Zadina and all those guys that they have for Smoosin. Um, they would have been, uh, on the fire, but you know, it didn't work out. So, hey, you know, glad he's isn't this also speaking of Detroit. Isn't this the year they were supposed to make the playoffs in prediction? I want to say this is the year they're supposed to make the playoffs in prediction. I think this is the final year in my prediction that I said was it five years ago? Yeah, um, going on five years, I think. Let you me said see, it, you said it in 2018. Okay, so it was me, so it was on April. 19th, 2019. That's what it was. Apparently. Uh, that's what it was. So, okay. So I still got one more year. All right. Okay. Yes. The hope is still alive. Mm-hmm. But hey, the fact that they're this close to a playoff spot, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're one year away from hopefully fulfilling that uh, prediction that I had all those years ago. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and of course, he had, like you alluded to just a moment ago, Oscar Sunquist to the Minnesota Wild for 2023 fourth round pick. Sunquist, he's a solid de- de- uh, defenseman, uh, has a lot of speed. Um, he can put up some decent points here and there, nothing crazy. He'll get to 20, 25 points, you know, nothing crazy, but for a fourth, you know, a, a bottom six guy who has the speed and just mm-hmm. the, you know, kind of, he's the kind of guy Stanley Cup teams, I think, should have. He was on the Blues Cup team when they won in 2019. Um, so, you know, uh, um, good for Detroit for getting something back for him. But yeah, so like it, it was definitely an odd one for Detroit to try to get GVR. So Unless, that one again, really that's why that's, that's why he's when he's tweeted us. Yeah, why would they? Because it seems like a lot of the trades they're looking maybe to yeah. rebuild or maybe clear out some cap or something. But and then maybe so maybe we can extend him for like a year or two. Be that veteran presence to a locker room that's pretty young for the most part. Bring some depth scoring yeah. kind of thing for next year, and maybe it's next year they're focused more on in terms of making that playoffs. Right. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, if they don't miss, if they don't make the playoffs, this is you know obviously yeah, make sure you hit, which I trust Stevie okay. and his um, his scouts um, to make the right decision, but. And he trust Chuck, the- you trust Chuck Fletcher, right? Oh, I, I kind of picked up on it earlier on the podcast, but you you trust him, right? Obviously, with all I, I trust him as much as Michael trusts Toby. Okay. okay. So yeah, so the, the odds are pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So, but <sighs> just it was again at this point. I, I know there's you're, no, you're hoping. There's no protect. There's no protect. I think there's this thought too. Just one last thing I want to talk about the Flyers. Sure. I feel like they're kind of banking on the draft lottery. Oh yeah. And getting like and a top five to, kind of pick. Knowing their luck, I, I, I think they're going to pick between six to eight, somewhere around there. Knowing their luck. That's where they are right now in the standings. So. Yeah. Knowing their luck, they're going to get close, but they're, they're not going to move up because that's yeah, just I feel luck. like you want to try to, if this draft class is supposed to be as great as it is, you would think you want to try to, Get as much as you can, but so far you got you got one. Pick. Again, this is this is why fans are furious. Uh, Mike Ranelli of Spit and Chicklets mentioned the other day. Or just do something. L- Jesus literally, Christ. he he had this exact thought. He's like, dude, look at what 
Vancouver, Columbus, all these teams are Chicago, Arizona. What are, what all these teams are doing? I know you don't want to say class. rebuild because rebuild means because uh, Chuck Fletcher said it in not this press conference today, but mm. the other day when he met to talk with the press that uh, they were very clear to not really talk or mention the word rebuild because when you talk rebuild, you think of the Coyotes or where the Blackhawks right. are. But there's a Blue difference Jackets between they're just, what they want to do versus what Arizona, what Arizona and Chicago did. They're tearing everything down, starting from square one. That's not what the Flyers rebuild is. I still think that they should essentially do that kind of rebuild, tear everything down, start from scratch. Obviously, you're not getting rid of Gauthier, who you just drafted last year. You're probably not getting rid of Farabee. Um, You're not getting rid of – I mean, you can argue TK, but that's only and only if you can get a massive haul – for Pro Rob, same thing. You get a pretty good hold back in return for him. Um, typically, the only valuable guys you can trade. Exactly. Anyone who has any remote value, you just deal in a massive package to get as much back as you can. Even if it's just like one more pick of prospect, screw it. Why not? Just get as much as you can. So there's a difference between what Chuck and the Flyers want to do versus what Arizona and Chicago is doing. Now, what Chuck and the Flyers want to do is he he finally mentioned it that there were sellers the other day, and I mean, they didn't really sell, so they failed that miserably yeah. today. And then on top of that, you know, he said, you know, basically, so like the way he said, he said they want to target uh, younger players to bring in, which you know I'm okay with. The problem was, is what's and we talked about this through text though. It's like what's um, Chuck's idea of bringing younger players? Because unless I'm not mistaken, and well bring this up just to you know confirm um i'm pretty sure uh that brennan lemieux doesn't fall in he is 26 yeah oh okay or, yeah uh for some reason i thought he's 27 but either way he doesn't really fall in that younger player plan no. if you want to call it that and again you i don't didn't even think, either... yeah i don't know if he's in the plan but Sure. Yes. No. Exactly. But again, he doesn't. His age, he doesn't fall into the right age group for the kind of players that Chuck wants. So why even bother bringing him in? I get it. Rob Blake need to get rid of a contract. Let Blake figure that out. Don't immediately come in. Yeah, I'll take him off your hands. No problem. No, let Rob Blake figure that on his own. That's that's yeah. what him and his team. Like Blake would have been just fine with a fifth round pick for McEwen. That's okay. Take it and run with it. But now he had to play hero and try to help. The team in the West, yep. but at this point, it's it's just laughable. Um, it is pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised. I, I know you're no. very excited trying to get a, a a very nice explosive episode today from me, but it's just it, at this point, it's just it's laughable. It is. I I don't even know anymore. It's my my advice is just don't bother wasting your time watching the team this year. We aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't bother wasting money giving Comcast your money. It's, you know, that is not a team that's worth paying money for. Or you can go see or, the Wings. You know, go, see the, yeah. go see the Wings. Go see the Sixers. Spend, spend your money somewhere else that's more, you know, in a better yeah. spot. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ugh. we'll see what happens. Um, see you Monday for underachievers. And with that, that's where we'll end it today. <laughs> See you in a year. <laughs>